We are here at MJ BizCon 2019 in Las Vegas, and we are sitting down with Michael Christopher of Mood 33. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. We're really excited to have you here. How has your MJ Biz been so far? Tremendously busy. I feel like we're on day three, and we're not even halfway like through the barely day hour one. three. Yes, but all good things. Busy is great. Very nice. So let's just jump right in. What were the biggest changes to the industry in 2019 that you saw? I think the uh, with respect to the California dispensary marketplace, mm -hmm. I, I think you're seeing a maturation of retail where um, retailers and dispensaries are, are asking for paid shelf space, which is kind of like a, a you know something that you'd see in traditional commerce, right. whether it be CPG or food or beverage retail and uh, just general consumer products getting on shelf is usually not free. Um, so I think, you know, that transition and, and, and not necessarily seeing that within the first year of legalization and now seeing that and I think a lot of brands are now having to kind of uh, tune up their financial models to, you know, account for sort of, you know, that, that shelf space and mm -hmm. that sort of pay to play model. And, and that's kind of where you need to sort of be creative and crafty and mindful because uh, it can get very expensive. So um, definitely more competitive shelf space is the short right. answer of that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now you created Mood 33 as a way to help break down the stigmas associated with cannabis. Beyond creating new products, what do you think individuals within the industry and outside of it can do to continue breaking the stigmas? I think it's, it's really a matter of educating where you can, whether it's conversationally um, or whether it's through your own social media, if you, if you find something, um, you know, relatively incorrect uh, or, or pointing to a stigma around legalization, try to uh, approach it with facts and, and understanding, but definitely don't necessarily let uh, the stigma stick around too, too much if, if you right. can, if you know the person. Um, I think that as consumers and individuals, you know, for, for increasing consumer access to the products we all love as, as consumers ourselves, we have to, you know, be the advocate for the plant, uh, whether it's building brands or just sharing products that you know and like and, mm -hmm. and, and know that work for you or your family members and trying to share that knowledge. Uh, it's the, kind of the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, with the unfortunate vaping crisis, yes, came yes. a huge uptick in CBD products and edible drinks. Yes. How do you think consumption trends shifted in 2019? I think edibles are, 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 are a growth category um, as manufacturing and technology provides brands and manufacturers an easier pathway to create cleaner, better products, more health-focused products, less focus on your candies and confections, and, and more of a health and wellness, um, you know, really a platform. Uh, I think that brings the, the widest consumer base that is looking for the wellness benefits from mm -hmm. the plant that are typically not going to repeat purchase if it's a high sugar edible product that you may have seen three or four years ago. So I think that's that's a transition that, you know, as brands, uh, we, we can provide more beneficial products to consumers in that way. Destigmatizing by creating 
cannabis products that they could know and love and see on their kitchen counter or in a regular grocery store is going to help that mission and that's part of our mission as well. Mm-hmm. And do you think we'll continue to see an, an uptick in these edibles and drinkables in 2020 and beyond? I've, I, I, would, I would think so, just kind of looking at how the Colorado market that was kind of the first wave of that adult adult use legalization mm-hmm. um, you know you could arguably say it's it's probably almost half the market now and I think California has a lot of catching up to do it's, mm-hmm. it's, it is a very um, smoker friendly uh, marketplace um, but as manufacturing uh, becomes more innovative uh, and cheaper you're gonna see a better product so I think that is a kind of delayed um, rollout within a year or two or, or three is really, I think, the process that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully regulations don't make that any more difficult than it has to be because that can, that can kind of be the difference between states that were a little bit more jealous of their markets and their segments and how they've transitioned. California makes it a little bit harder uh, in some ways for manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Uh, what are you most excited about for uh, MJ BizCon this year? Well, I think, you know, for, for uh, a personal perspective from, from our company, we're here to uh, launch our new hemp-infused uh, Colorado-grown uh, CBD he- uh, herbal tea line. So getting as many bottles into as many hands is, is kind of our, uh, our excitement around it all. But, you know, it's, it's a great place uh, for obviously B2B deal making, mm-hmm. but you're bringing so many folks into one room where they're all consumers as well and they're all advocates and somewhat micro influencers in their own right Mm -hmm. so just an ability for a brand like us to market directly to the industry knowing how large this convention is um is is you know pure roi already um so you know there there aren't a, a, a a whole slew of brands here it, it is a, a mix of service providers mm-hmm. equipment manufacturers and uh you know a few a few brands and in between um so it's just a you know kind of a, a luxury to be able to give out product here when we haven't really been able to as a cannabis you know licensed cannabis dispensary brand right to now where we have this new line to, to share with the world definitely so how do you kind of break through the clutter of all of the CBD products that are coming out in edibles, drinkables, um, topicals, you know, there's CBD products and everything. And as a legitimate brand, how do you guys kind of break through that noise and let people know that, you know, this is a, a well-made product that's tested? And- yeah, it's, it's very difficult. I'll say that uh, as a consumer and, and as a brand owner, um, we're, we're, we're seeing multiple new CBD brand launches in food and beverage almost every week or every other week, um, whether they're national or regional. Uh, so it, it adds even more confusion to the mix. But, you know, the, the, the big questions we get from potential consumers um, is really the, the, the source of the hemp or the source of the active ingredient. Mm-hmm. Is it a full um, spectrum? extract is it an isolate it it it, it def- definitely seems like the consumer values full spectrum um over others so that kind of segments your offerings already and you know it's very easy to put an isolate into a, a food and beverage product or mm-hmm. a little bit easier just based on flavor profile so um that inherently breeds a lot of pop-up brands that may or may not be really looking at fda uh, food quality 
practices and GMP and all these things, uh, you know, for us, we leverage off of our uh, strategic partner and supplier, Evo Hemp out of Colorado. They're one of the first uh, hemp seed and hemp protein providers that have now gone in, into CBD production as well. And they have a great reputation within the natural products industry. So hopefully that bleeds over to consumer awareness that can kind of shine light on our products through them and that sort of trustworthiness that they've built behind their active ingredient, which is, you know, Colorado organically grown hemp. And they have a great give back program as well to Native Americans that are growing hemp for them. Um, so being able to kind of market and tell that story hopefully will provide some more trustworthiness. Um, not every brand is, is really looking at supply chain in that way. Um, but if you think of your, your, your natural products shopper, your organic shopper, they're looking at ingredients and sourcing. Um, and I think that's kind of the best place to start and, and really end with new products. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, packaging language makes it a little hard. Um, so just trying to be as, as clear and transparent as we can, um, and you know, being part of the right um, organizations and associations, National Hemp Association, and a few others, um, should hopefully give the consumer a little bit more trust. So we do put those logos on our on our product. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited for the future of Mood 33. Just reading all these articles about, about you and your background and the company, it's just so exciting. And I think you guys are going to accomplish just absolutely incredible things. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on Seed to Sound at MJ BizCon. Awesome. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi. My name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.